0: Thank you for joining me in my Hen House. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you. Our guest today is Susan Sherrod. Susan is a graduate of the University of South Carolina and is the assistant vice president and loan department manager at Abbeville First Bank. Susan is continuing her family's legacy. She's a fourth generation banker. Listen in as she expresses the benefit of small town banking, debunks a first time home buying myth, and gives very practical savings tips.
1: Enjoy. Generation banker. Um here in Abbeville, so I guess that's where you know it initially started. Was um, kind of wanting to carry on that family tradition. I you know, majored in finance at USC and all that, but my great grandfather started the um, Bank of Abbeville, I think in the 1930s, and then so that's
0: almost as old as the
1: end. right, and it was actually um, the building where the chamber is now. Yeah, there's a vault in there. Yeah, so it so so the used to be the bank. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and then my grandfather then worked in banking, and then my father started the Bank of Abbeville for the second time in the 80s, and um, then it, you know, was sold and has been sold <laughs> several times, um, and then now I work at Abbeville First Bank. Here in Abbeville which is probably the you know closest thing to a a bank of Abbeville you know type of bank that that you're gonna get so Um, well the the original one was sold to a bank called Bankers Trust and that's who my grandfather worked for and my father worked for them also and then he and Patty Howie who also worked at bankers trust and lives here in abbeville um they decided to start their own bank so okay. that's when they started the second bank of abbeville and then that bank sold to capital bank which was headquartered out of greenwood okay. and then just after you know the recession and all that uh there are a lot of acquisitions and- so you fourth generation yes and um i didn't realize that you be all
0: had Mm-hmm. how does it feel to be
1: a woman carrying the fourth generation? Um, I think I mean I'm pretty proud of it actually really of and um, it. yeah because you know banking typically is you know or is a male dominated industry um, so yeah I'm, I'm proud to you know carry on their legacy and it's it's neat to have conversations with people that you know, my grandfather some I've even had one or two where even my great grandfather, you know, helped them or helped their parents, you know, somewhere along the way to, you know, achieve some goals that they had. So So
0: like when they first started did you see a lot of their um like when they would write loans when the bank first paid fund, was it for like ag businesses? Yes. Or what was the
1: main Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of agricultural things. Um I've heard a lot of stories. You know, my grandfather, great grandfather, would go you know, out to people's farms and actually, you know, have to mm-hmm. look at what, you know, what what's our collateral? But yeah, verify the cows and you know, look at the tractors and all that kind of stuff. So, a little bit different now. Yeah, very different. I don't, I don't, I can't say I've I've done that. Um. <laughs> I would, but. <laughs> Um, I do mostly mortgage loans Um, so our bank you know mortgage lendings are kind of bread and butter we do consumer you know car loans personal loans um, do a lot of that too and then um, when so the bank I work for now know, is Abbeville First Bank now and it's over a hundred years old itself Um, it was a savings and loan which is a little bit different from from a bank, but I think in 2013 the tra- uh, the charter changed to a mutual savings bank so that we could do more business loans and you know kind of broaden our, our products that so we could a uh, whole legacy there too. So, so um,
0: your influence into the financial industry was mainly based on family, not necessarily going to school and deciding
1: like, hey, I actually really want Yeah, I kind of took this the safe route. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it, I, I think I just saw my father you know he was successful and he seemed to really enjoy his job and you know what he you know helping people and so i you know one of the most social people mm mm-hmm. you know yeah I mean, yeah banking really isn't that hard it's all about relationships yeah. um and you, you know so mm mm-hmm. yeah um, or no i think people yeah i've i've i'm my own person I'd, and i'd probably a little more conservative in the um my lending you know practices than he was but it's also a different time you know I'm the my when i've kind of grown up in banking you know i started in the mortgage industry right before everything oh, wow. tanked so i've I've learned, I saw it kind of right at its height, but that's kind of when I was just getting into it and learning it and thinking back on it. I'm like, wow, it's crazy that some of these, not necessarily the banks here, um, just some of the bigger banks, you know, would make loans to people that just because you had an 800 credit score, you know, you could pretty much do anything you wanted and they wouldn't verify anything. and That's just kind of insane to me, <laughs> but, um, and I'm not saying my, my dad didn't didn't do that, but I don't know. It's just a different time and um, and all that, but yeah. I mean, I hope I, you know, live up to what he did here. And I think, I think I'm. I think so far I'm doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm really proud of you, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I didn't live here when your dad was
0: at the bank, but mm-hmm. this like our generation that's come in and kind of like we're starting to establish. our own, like, I'm really proud of seeing what you've done because you're like mm-hmm. leading us all of this being an adult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you actually like numbers do you actually like
1: this part of banking um yeah I mean the numbers that yeah I looked at that question and I mean I don't really I guess I do crunch numbers and I don't even realize I'm doing it but I've just kind of I've been doing it for so long it's kind of you know yeah yeah I like numbers um, probably more than I am not loans is primarily what I do I also I manage the department also um but probably my favorite thing is you know getting to the closing table mm-hmm. and because I do try to go to most of my closings and especially you know if it's just kind of been a long road to get there but we finally get there yeah. and we get all the everything figured out and um you know that's really satisfying and um yeah and just you know whether it be a first-time home buyer and their you know 20 324, or sometimes the first time home buyer they may be 54 or 55, and it's the first time they've been able to do it. And so, just I don't know, it's just really gratifying to, to help people, you know, own a home because it's a big deal, and I think it's something everyone, you know, wants to do at so, some point in their okay, life. They,
0: what, a lot of the y'all on are they in Evieville,
1: or do you get any from like McCormick or some in Greenwood, some in McCormick, but primarily Abbeville, you know, make loans for you to purchase a home and renovate it too, you know, finance, like Mm-hmm. kind of like a construction renovation loan. So, um, you know, those are always fun to see, see the progress of those. Um, we do, and we do a lot of just ground up construction loans and then, you know, sometimes people just find the perfect house and they just move right in. So, uh,
0: so. Um related, like you're the vice president. So um a
1: lot of
0: responsibility with that.
1: Probably well, I'm not the vice president of the bank though. Um I'm an office I'm a assistant vice president of I, I just um least favorite thing is probably um just probably the compliance side of things and having to ask people for documentation that you know they deem unnecessary and I can't say I you know don't disagree with them but it's yeah. kind of I gotta do you know so we're regulated and I've got to be able to you know show that you can afford this loan that that I'm making to you so that can be kind of frustrating for
0: so I to the
1: borrower our bank because we keep 99 percent of our loans on our books um, a lot of banks will um, you know, sell your loan to another bank and it'll get sold and sold and sold. So that's one great thing I think you know about our bank is we we keep your loan you know on our books there so you can always have a person to call if you know something comes up and you need a extension on your payment or you want to refinance or you know whatever the case may be. Do you guys do student loans? Um, no, we do not do student loans. Is it
0: compliance. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the regulations that are in place now are necessary? Um or do you feel like
1: they
0: just kind of stepped over and like overdid
1: it? I think that a lot of them aren't necessary because of what happened before when just everything broke down and um, because that things weren't verified and th- you know, certain parameters, you know, you didn't have to The rules it was just very lax um you know in the in what you had to the qualifications you had to meet you know to get a loan so i think now um there are a lot more protections for people because i mean yes owning a home is a great and wonderful thing but ultimately if you can't afford it then it's not a great thing and it's you know it can really you know do a lot of harm to your credit and you know just you know i would think mentally it would you know obviously affect you and um all that so you know a lot of them are kind of overkill but I think collectively speaking I I I see the importance of them before and after Mm -hmm. um
0: when the financial crisis hit what was the first thing you noticed other than people weren't taking out loans did you guys have to consolidate
1: at the bank or um well, it was just like it was crazy. Almost immediately, just more calls. Like I can't, you know, can't make my payment. And then just trying to, you know, we tried to work with people. And all this was at um, another bank when I was with Capital Bank. Um, so we were doing loans, some like on the on the coast. We were buying loans from brokers down there, so they. And, you know, Charleston, we all know what happened down there. And it was, and a lot of them were, you know, in real estate. And they, you know, were making a lot of money, you know, at the time. But then it all, you know, just kind of went down the tube. So, yeah, so we did a lot of, you know, we always tried to work with the with the borrowers. And sometimes they were able to pull through and sometimes not. Um, but, yeah, it was, I learned, learned a lot. I hope I don't have to... <laughs> Go through all that, you know, again anytime soon, but it was some good, good lessons, you know, learned um, in that. I mean, in
0: Charleston, resurrected fine. Mm hmm. Traffic.
1: Yeah, it's crazy what's going on down there now. Like, just, I mean, that's booming yeah, I don't miss down there. there. Mm-hmm. I, I like to visit, but I don't. Right. Want to live there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to live there either. <laughs> I love, it's like, the six minute
0: drive. It's so nice. Right. Um, okay, so in your field, Mm-hmm. you're smoking in the boys' room. Mm hmm. Have, like I know you have to like learn some grit real quick in this, mm-hmm. but what has been the challenge trying to like say, oh no, I'm here, like I've got this. Like, how do you feel like you had to establish yourself in a male-dominated field?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I always work hard and um, you know do the right thing be responsible with the decisions you know that I make. Uh, I mean I'll say working you know for the bank I work for now it's not I mean the leadership in our in our bank there's three you know assistant vice presidents who are all over you know our own department so you um, have you know Andy who's the president but then the rest of the leadership is is women so that's that's really good. Um, and um yeah we have a woman on our board now so and that's okay. exciting yeah yeah, okay. yeah. ann marie um hempy is now on our on our board I she's an attorney at uh what would you like to see for women taking
0: roles in finance i know there's it, like there's a lot more coming um I've mm-hmm. read Mm-hmm. So that's kind yeah. of, a
1: lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in banking, like, I mean, there are a ton of women that work in banking. Right. But, and, you know, historically speaking, they aren't usually sought after for, you know, the big, well-paying yeah. jobs. Like, like your animals. your, yeah, like your commercial lenders, your, you know, those you really see as, you know, they're all males and maybe it's because you think they think like oh you gotta go make your deals on the golf course and you know that whole yeah I I don't know I think it's just the way it's always been but I do hope that that will you know there'll be some change in that and that you know women will you know be looked at as you know given a fair shot also um so we'll see but I mean I, I know a lot of uh and I've, I go to conferences and things like that and one I really like to go to is the women in banking that the South Carolina Bankers Association puts on and it's really good I always leave there feeling you know confident like okay I can do this and yeah. you know you just kind of have to play the game <laughs> um, I guess
0: So, with what you're doing now um, want to grow into a different role or do you like what you're
1: doing now and you feel like this is my sweet spot? I want to camp out here for a while. Um, Well, I always, you know, want to, I don't want to get too complacent, I guess. You know, I like to learn and and grow and everything, but um, I really, I I enjoy what I do. I enjoy who I work with um, even more. That makes such a a big difference. Um, We have a great group of, um, you know, employees at the bank, so I mean, for now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know. I don't know what, what the future holds, but I don't ever, you know, I always keep my mind open and, yeah. you know, open to new ideas and new things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what I'm doing up there. I feel confident in, I you know, you. trying to help people. So <laughs> I trust you. Yeah. But I also see you in social
0: situations that make me want to trust you. hmm Like, I don't see you out making bad, reckless decisions. I'm pretty sure people feel the opposite way
1: about me. Oh, no. But, um,
0: I trust you. <laughs> More women take executive roles and then uh, see them in the roles of, in social situations so we mm-hmm. can trust them. Money is your thing. So I'm going to ask you some money questions. Okay. What? How can women take better control over their finances? I know I grew up being really scared of money and how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, not doing this right and how can do
1: better yeah i don't know if it's necessarily just women um i think probably everyone just probably needs to be more aware of your spending because it's so easy just to swipe your your debit card um you know really take a look actually look at your bank statement <laughs> a lot of people don't do that yeah you know, they just like oh, okay i got money here you go you know you know make a budget for yourself and try to stick to it it's it's hard to do um you know I can help someone make a budget but you know it's kind of up, up to the person to stick to it and you know it it's hard um and yeah I think just to be be aware of like especially the little things that you spend money on every day um and saving you know try always try to save a little bit even if it's $25, you know, yeah. it, it, every little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, counts. so.
0: Um, so, speaking of saving, you were in banking during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So, I know you probably saw a shift from paying off debt to savings. So, how did, what's the balance there between paying off debt and saving at the same time?
1: Um, I would say... I mean, yeah, it's, it's a hard, that's kind of a hard question. Um, I mean, paying off debt, I mean, get a, make up, you know, come up with a plan for both. Um, you know, the savings may not, you may not be able to put as much into savings, but if you can knock down some debt, then you can kind of, you know, hopefully make up for it, you know, later on, mm-hmm. I think.
0: So millennials and money, we're not all good at
1: that. Mm-hmm. What
0: can we do about it? obviously you mindful of spending but what's mm-hmm. like if you could encourage millennials to do one thing with their money that you're kind of seeing an absence of what
1: would that be um probably saving more like especially if you don't have any you no, know, any debt or very little debt you know uh you know save as much as you can while you can um you know you don't you know now you don't necessarily have to have 20 percent to buy a house um, there's some situations where you do but you know be aware of your credit score um pay your bills you know on time that's probably the most important factor you know of that whole credit score um algorithm that i don't understand i don't think anybody <laughs> understands but <laughs> <I don't think laughs> you know, I know you know and there's different like TransUnion's is different than equifax's and it's um but yeah, I mean, pay at least your minimum payment that you owe. You know, pay more if you can. But you know, always you know, make your payments on time is important. Um, and I mean, probably establish credit. Uh, you know, even if you if you can, know, credit cards are kind of a double-edged sword. You kind of you. I think everyone should have one, but you can get in trouble with them too. Um, so, if you have a credit card, be responsible with it. Maybe just put gas and groceries on it pay it off every month and try to, yeah. you know, because that, that will, you know, build your credit score and um, show good payment history and, and things like that. So, if you
0: um, have someone who's recovering from, the, like, the financial crisis, like, mm-hmm. what happens?
1: yeah um what's
0: going to help them move the
1: needle financially yeah i mean they could maybe try to get you know a small personal loan um you know continue paying your all your other bills on time like you know even your power bill cell phone bill while they don't report to the credit bureau they will if you don't pay you know and it's a collection um and then i know at our bank and probably others too you can get a like a secured credit card where you give five hundred dollars and that's the limit and it's you know it's secured but it still will help establish, you know, some you know, an account for you to to spend on and, and make make payments back.
0: Hi babe chicks. If you are enjoying this content or want more in-depth content, please go visit the website Nicole's henhouse.com. After the show, I would be so appreciative if you left your review on any of the listening platforms. Thanks for listening.
1: A lot of peace of mind, um, and we just upgraded all of our software so we can so we can um, you know offer a lot more than we were um, as far as our you know, mobile app and online banking and and things like that. So I'm so excited that that, that happened. <laughs> so yeah. It needed to be done for a long time. But it's a big decision and a big cost. And, you know, it was a lot of hard work by everyone. That was probably from beginning to end, from just the initial conversation that, hey, we need to do this, to actually finishing it was probably like 18 months to two years.
0: That's not as long as I
1: thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say like three or four. Well, the conversation about this needs to be done be done was longer but to finally like actually okay to get andy on board to like say okay yes y'all are right we need to yeah. <laughs> we um, need to do this so. so
0: obviously anytime there's a change there's like, a lot of ca- investment capital that you have to do mm-hmm. um was that i mean obviously that was part of your decision making process but how how many companies were
1: there that did y'all get estimates or yeah um so our banks kind of you know is unique in that we are so small. So you have a lot of companies that um, that we looked at that didn't really work because we were so small. It was just going to be too expensive because they're really catered more maybe towards a um, like South State or County, really maybe more like County Bank size um, institution. Um, And then we looked at another company that uh, a Savings and Loan and Pickens used and we kind of after that felt like well it's really it's kind of like what we have now but it just looks a little prettier <laughs> and um, but we ended up going the the what we have now is with the is the same company that that we were with just a you know a different platform so I think that made things easier too and that's kind of I think where we where we thought we wanted to go from the, the get go but you know you always need to do your due diligence and see what else is out there so. Yeah, but it was it so was the process.
0: I was introduced to the concept of one called local banking in twenty thirteen because I had a friend who works now works for a branch in Socks, but um a lot of Alabama banks got bought out and mm-hmm. I was like, Who cares? And she said, No, you need to care because it's important for the money that's in your state to be owned by your state.
1: Mhm.
0: And then she explained all that to me. So mm-hmm. explain my local banking versus a chain banking.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well I know like our bank um, which there are, there really are not many banks like ours anywhere um, you know you have your credit unions um, and but as far as like a, a, a bank um, you know I know for us we, we give back to the community people who work at our bank are involved in the community um, there's just you know kind of almost a sense of family with the employees you know we all care for one another look out for one another um look out for our customers um it's kind of you know it's good to bank with people you know (laughs) and some people don't like that because they think oh I don't want people knowing you know your business kind of thing but I mean unless you need me to look at your account I'm not gonna look at your account (laughs) like you know I don't number one, i would never do that anyway right. and but you know i've got I've got many other things <laughs> to occupy my time with than right. like to do amazing. that but yeah, yeah, I would not do that yeah um so you know but not to I mean because there are you know there's a need for larger um you know banks to who can maybe do more larger scale commercial requests that we you know maybe could not accommodate, so i think there are you know, Abbeville's lucky that, you know, there's, you have Abbeville first, then you have, you know, like, first citizens. Um, so I think, you know, between those two, we can definitely meet all the needs of um, Abbeville. Abbeyville. Yeah.
0: Underwriting for loans mm-hmm. takes forever. What can we do to speed up the process as consumers? Because I know, like, you guys have to follow regulation. And right. But what can consumers do to speed up the underwriting process?
1: Um... I would say go ahead, you know, have your tax returns available, have your pay statements, you know, bank statements available. That's what those are probably the main things that, you know, we, we're gonna ask for. Um and really the underwriting at our bank is not doesn't take quite as long because I I really I do it, so <laughs> um uh, you know, it's not and I've you know, been through that process where yeah, you, the loan officer could submit all your stuff to underwriting but they may have a three day turnaround, you know, before they can even start to okay. to look at it. You know, I try to look at you know, I try to do things as quickly as I can. Sometimes it's like right now it's super, super busy, but um you know, I, I work as fast as I can and um yeah, I think just yeah, having all that kinda already together help definitely helps. Um, probably the bank statements um, it's like you know especially when you're going to buy a house and you're putting money down I mean I, we need to be able to verify and show that you know you, you have this money to you know buy this house so yeah just having to verify that and um that sometimes people are a little surprised yeah. by that and don't understand even and I don't look at people with, when I look at a bank statement, you know of course I look at the balance and then I also have to look at if there are any just abnormally large deposits made and that's really um, just kind of not that you never know I mean it's like a money laundering it's a something I have to do you know by regulation just to and all, and all it is just verifying hey what is this and it's usually like oh I sold my car and yeah. you know and you also want to make sure no one you know they're not getting a loan You know, maybe for the down payment, and then you know, then you gotta count that payment, and you know, things like that. But so it's. So you guys are financing
0: the loan. What is the? Is there an income to loan ratio that y'all have to stay under?
1: Um. I mean, I know that's a broad question. Yeah, the debt to income ratio that we try to stay around is, or you know, kind of the cap is 43 percent, and that's your monthly payments and that, yeah, and, that, and that's taking your gross income um, and and then, you know, just your monthly payments and then whatever, your monthly taxes and insurance.
0: Okay, so if someone wanted to pursue a career in finance and
1: banking, what would you tell them to do? Um, I would tell them to, I mean, think about what you want to do in, in banking, I guess, number one, because there's a, a ton of things that you can do in banking besides just opening checking accounts and making loans. I mean, especially for larger banks, you know, there's marketing, HR, um, My compliance, audit, you know, there's, there's things that you maybe wouldn't normally, you know, think about, but...
0: all of your documentation
1: is that what yeah. Your compliance yeah yeah compliance is really just making sure cuz there's all kind of regulations and we you know we have examiners come to our bank and look at our loans look at our you know accounts we've opened and all the other you know things that we have to do um, Yeah, so that's just making sure that you that you that you're doing what you're supposed to to be a you know a sound financial institution and I did. And I, I majored in finance and marketing, and um, the marketing. I, I, I like the marketing aspect of it too. I just haven't had time to really devote to it. Um, you know, with our bank, I help when I can. But that's something. You know, I guess that I would like to try to do more of. I don't know when or if that would <laughs> happen. I don't want to. I don't want to take anything else on right now, just because it's. You know, I don't want to overload. And do a bad job on either, <laughs> either front, you know? Yes. So like somebody asked me, can we do this? You, no. No, you
0: cannot. No, yeah. we're not going to add anything that we can't handle.
1: Right. I would rather us do a few things, get a job well done. Exactly. And I think that's a principle that applies yeah. to every industry. Don't mm-hmm. have play to play your plate. Sure. You it, it's going to be done. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I would just suggest to anyone, start, you know, if your company you work for has a 401k match, you're crazy not to, put put that match in because that's giving away fr- I mean that's giving away free money I mean you know they're if they're going to match it so I would say I would say to anyone start you know as soon as you can you know saving for retirement and then because if you do it even in your first check like just go ahead and have it taken out that way you don't even don't even miss it don't so miss it. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if so, so if someone wanted to start a 401k and I guess that's probably a cheaper question we'll save that part. Um. so savings is there a way to have it, like, what's the way to train your brain to say I'm going to save
1: this every time and I'm not going to touch it? Um, well, you could either do it direct deposit through your employer, like go ahead and have it, because I know a lot of places, I mean, you can have this amount go to this account, this amount go to that account, um, or you could uh, set up, even like within your own online banking, just an automatic transfer that happens, so then... Yeah you know it's just done and mm-hmm. like every good day, you know this is, mm-hmm. that is a good idea. i'm never thought about that and you don't have to remember to go in and do it it's just you know it's done and it's and it's still there it's just not you know it's in a separate account so yeah, you know I like that
0: idea. <laughs> okay so what piece of financial advice is commonly given but
1: you think is not very practical um let's see
0: there's like mm-hmm. tons of books and some of them I'm like is that still relevant but i don't mm-hmm. know. you see people trying to finance homes so i feel like this would go
1: into your realm. probably the um the that you need 20 percent down to buy a house um it's great if you can but if you don't um i mean you have to pay a monthly um private mortgage insurance premium and that's just a protection for the bank because you know if say the and it's just it's a it's all a risk thing um you know if the bank were to have to you know get your house back then we have to sell it and then if you didn't put 20 percent down you got real estate commissions and depending on what the market's doing you know there's all kind of um you know things like that so that's the need for it but um like when I bought my house I just did three percent down and I paid the Private mortgage insurance, and you don't pay it forever. You pay it, you know, until you've paid your loan down to that eighty um, percent spot. News. So um, I think that's a deterrent for most
0: people to buy a house.
1: Yeah, and you do have to. There, I mean, you have to qualify. You have to have a certain credit score and some other things. But um, yeah, but don't think that you, you know, you have to have twenty percent always to to buy a home.
0: Do you find that? If, they don't, if customers don't have 20%, it's easier for them to go through the process with the smaller bank versus going through a larger bank, or is the process the
1: same? Um, it's probably pretty similar, I would think, yeah, because the larger banks know it's going to be the same. They're going to have the same requirements, too. Um, okay, so how do you
0: expect technology to change your goals? Like you guys just got your updated mm-hmm.
1: apps and web mm-hmm. platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you see that changing? Do you feel like you can camp out for longer than you thought you would, or like now that you've got this new system, you think okay, this is
1: not going to be as permanent as you hope it would be. Um, I mean, I hope that it'll, it'll just lead to more ease for the consumer, more ease for us at the bank. Um, I would love, 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 love to be paperless. <laughs> um. Yeah. I that's you know, it might be a pipe dream but um it, it's something that's you know on the in the back of my mind. I mean we just did a lot and have or taken on a lot of changes and we're getting used to that. But um it's yeah, it's a lot of paper and it drives me crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> Do you know, store all of the old
0: documents
1: that were recorded on paper? Um, I mean, we we scanned them okay. in. So they've all been mm-hmm. scanned Mm -hmm. yeah and then there's some that there's some like your note and your mortgage you know you want to keep the hard copies of that obviously but um okay
0: so take off you want to go paperless and then to wrap up what is one misunderstood thing about loan officers and like mortgage writing that you
1: use I guess just that like Were scary and like hard to maybe not scary but just I mean, money is intimidating. yeah I guess I guess yeah and I guess that's why I don't want people to ever feel intimidated or embarrassed or you know everybody's financial situation is different and I'm more than happy to listen to anyone and see if there's something that we can do to help you get to your next step you know yeah. and that you know sometimes you know even all conversations are confidential obviously and um, you know and, and I, I think our bank understands maybe more so than a, a larger bank I'm not saying the people that work for larger banks are heartless or anything like that yeah. but they just they have a different set of rules to you know and just probably internally you know they, they're they just have to kind of keep it tighter um but we you know we understand yeah life happens sometimes you have a medical something happen and i mean that could that could take anyone down financially i mean something major that could happen to anyone so um yeah we just we try to be understanding and um you know not saying we're always going to say yes we can do it you know we want to weigh out what's best for the bank, was best for the customer, and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can meet in the middle and come to some kind of, kind of agreement on things, but, yeah, the, I think just during the financial crisis, banks got a bad, bad rap, you know, for being you know, kind of have to be the greedy, yeah, have yeah, population.
0: yeah, yeah, So you guys had to be the ones and they like, no, just wasn't, we don't know who did this, mm-hmm. no matter why, but now we get it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you so. feel like
0: that fear has dissipated or do you think it's still like
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot better now. I don't think people are as nervous or scared or if you know, or if they something happened to them during that time. I mean, it's been over ten years now, so maybe they're kinda back on their feet and they wanna start over and um you know, I just yeah, I just want people to always feel like they can You know come talk to us and you know about about anything and we'll try to try to help you and um know, do what's best best for you and sometimes it may be that the answer's no and maybe you know ultimately and ultimately in the end it'll um it'll make sense you know it'll be like oh i'm glad susan didn't give me that loan because it kind of it kind of made me buckle down a little more and you know do this this and this and so so, yeah and my dad's had stories like that where you know he had to tell people no and sometimes it you know might have been a pretty good friend of his and yeah and that's that's tough and that Mm -hmm. it's hard to sit to tell people no um it really is but it it's kind of it's just part of the part of the job and um you know I don't I'm not paid based on how many loans I make or anything, you know, so I'm not trying to it's not a just make a thing. loan to make a loan, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, your best at heart. yeah, always. always try to keep keep their best interest at heart for sure. Yes.
0: Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. Um, thank
1: you. Thank you. So that you came. This was fun. I, I enjoyed oh, it. I'm getting accustomed
0: to rejection. <laughs> so, I was I advised, like, yes, instead of him.
1: Oh no! I love talking about. Well, I'll talk about anything, really. But um, and congratulations to you on the wine or uh, food and wine Thank you. thing. I had my daughter that night, so I couldn't couldn't make it. But I hope you'll do it again.
0: Thank you for joining me in my henhouse. Nicole's Henhouse is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you,